The longest psalm in the Bible is Psalm 119. It has been called the Psalm of the Scriptures because it concentrates on one thing, the amazing sufficiency of God's Word for our lives. Open to Psalm 119 today and open your heart to the Lord as we join Scott Pauley in this study. It is our prayer that through God's truth, you will find all you need. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. These are the words of the Apostle Paul, but it's a truth that every man has to learn for himself. It is a truth that truly endures to every generation because as surely as Paul taught it in the New Testament, we are studying in Psalm 119 and the psalmist is explaining the exact same principle. We are not enough, but the Lord is more than enough. We're in Psalm 119, the section from verse 57 to verse 64, and I introduced it in our last study and said to you that it is, I believe, one of the great summary passages of divine sufficiency. Uh, All that I have is Jesus, the hymn writer said. All that I claim is Jesus. All that I want, all that I need, all that I plead is Jesus. You see, when you get there, when you get to the place where Christ and his word and his promises and his provision is all you have, in the words of old Vance Havner, you're going to find out he's all you need. So we return to the section today. I hope you've been meditating on it. Let's review for just a moment. What have we discovered already in this marvelous section? We're making a list for ourselves. In verse 57, we find that the divine sufficiency is my portion. Uh, he, He supplies. In verse 58, we see that the divine sufficiency is my prayer. It's what I'm imploring the Lord to to do and depending on. Then in verse 59, the divine sufficiency is my path. It shows me the right way. And I love this. In verse 60, he says, I not only turned my feet to it, but I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Oh, I hope you're on the path of blessing today. The path of obedience is the pathway of divine sufficiency. If you're living like a pauper, it's not God's fault, it's yours. If you're living below what God has for you, it is because you've chosen not to follow his path. Let's continue our study. We pick up in verse 61. Here's a fourth thing uh, that we can add to our list. Uh, The Bible says, the bands of the wicked have robbed me. Well, that sounds encouraging, doesn't it? (laughs) The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. So add this. The divine sufficiency is not only my portion and my prayer and my path, but now it is my possessions. Do you see the great contrast in the verse? In the first part of the verse, uh, 61, he's been robbed. But in the last part of the verse, he's remembering what no one can take from him. In the first part of the verse, he has lost all of his material possessions. Uh, Physical things have been removed from him. But in the last part of the verse, he's going back to the spiritual realities and the truth of the Word of God and rehearsing the fact, and I would say rejoicing in the fact, that he still has that. Maybe today you are living in poverty. You know, there is real poverty in our world today. And at times, we all have certain needs. And maybe today you're concerned about material and physical things. Maybe even someone's done you wrong. Maybe you can say like the psalmist, the bands of the wicked have robbed me. Say the rest of it, but I have not forgotten thy law. Look, God's word 
will provide the spiritual riches you need to get you through this season of your life. It's the divine sufficiency. And then we continue, verse 62, At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. So the divine sufficiency not only reminds me of my portion and my prayer and my path and my possessions, but it reminds me of my praise, that even at midnight I should be praising God. Now we're going to come back to this in our next study. I want to zero in on this one verse, so let me not go too far with it in this. But can I just simply point out to you that you can praise God anytime? Yes, you can praise God all the time. You can even praise God at midnight. There are a lot of people right now living uh, at least um, symbolically in the midnight hour, in the dark hour. The shadows have come. The the sun is nowhere to be found. There's a, a verse back in the oldest book of the Bible in Job chapter number 34 Verse number 20, it says, In a moment shall they die, and the people shall be troubled at midnight. What an expression, troubled at midnight. It describes really what a lot of people are living right now. There's a lot of people who are just very troubled at this midnight hour. But I want to remind you that God is the same in the nighttime as he is in the daytime. And if God is the same, then you can praise him just the same when you see him and when you can't see him. Let me give you a great cross-reference. Psalm 42, verse number 8 says, Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I love that. His songs in the night. Even at midnight, you can praise God for the divine sufficiency. Maybe you don't feel it. Maybe you don't see it. Maybe you don't know how it's going to turn out. Let me encourage you to do something. Just stop right where you are in the midst of it and say, Lord, I want to thank you by faith that you are more than enough and that I have today as your child the divine sufficiency. And just begin to praise God. Remember, God inhabits the praises of his people. You're inviting God into that, into that circumstance and, and into your heart and mind uh, to keep it and to give it peace. Uh, go back again and praise the Lord for the divine sufficiency. And then, let's finish this section. And notice verse 63, I'm a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. So now I have my partners. We all need partnership, don't we? It's not good that man should be alone. The Lord's the one who developed uh, the whole premise of relationships and the principle of friendship. Why? He knew we would need one another. We all need the Lord, but we need one another. Uh, We need family. We need church family. We need friendships. We need co-laborers. And I love that the psalmist frequently references them that fear thee, them that fear thee. So when people fear the Lord, they fellowship with each other. When people have God in his rightful place, they love one another. They love others who, who have that same heart towards the Lord. I wonder, are you making companions out of the right people? There are a whole lot of people who are looking to the wrong people to be their friends, to be their companions. Don't let your friends choose you. You choose them. And choose very carefully. Choose people that fear the Lord, who walk with God, who want to live a life of obedience as you want to live a life of obedience. And if you'll do that, you'll find in those relationships, yet again, God's wonderful supply, his divine sufficiency and provision for everything you need. And so it brings us to the last verse. Verse number 64, The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. I love the fact it's been a very personal section. He's dealing with his own situation, his own 
circumstances and emotions, but now he takes the broad look. Sometimes we need to get the big picture. The whole earth is full of the mercy of God. A step back for just a moment and get the, get the 30,000-foot view of it all. God is good. God's in control. God knows what he's doing. And so what do we have here? We have my provision. So let's review. In this one section, Psalm 119, 57 to 64, we see the divine sufficiency. My portion, my prayer, my path, my possession, my praise, my partners, and then my provision. God says, I'm going to give you the provision of my mercy. How much do you get? Just enough to get by? Just enough to eke through to endure the day? Oh, no, friend. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord, full and overflowing. And today, God has more than enough mercy for you, more than enough instruction and grace and strength for you. Lean heavily on the mercy and provision of our God. Can I simply point out to you that God's mercy is not according to my promises to him. It's according to his promises to me. My promises often fail, but his promises never do. Rejoice and rest in this, dear friend, today. You have the divine sufficiency. All you need is found in the Word of God. As you learn it and apply it, you will come to know the God of the Word more and more. Our prayer today is that you will grow in your understanding of Scripture and your love for the one who gave it. You may find additional resources for Bible study at our online home. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org today. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for your prayers, support, and thanks for sharing the Enjoying the Journey studies with others. Thank you.